Storm Bowling Products, the Bowlers Company, presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Tim Berg and Kendall Miles. Above180.com's Tim Berg and Storm's web content manager and former collegiate bowler at Weber International University, Kendall Miles, are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Tim and Kendall. Joining me on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Kyle Damon and Kyle Kroll. Kroll bowled collegiately at St. Ambrose University. The pair recently won an eagle in the doubles competition at the USBC Open Championships in Las Vegas. Kyle and Kyle, it's Tim Berg and Kendall Miles here. Thank you guys for both joining us today. Thank you for having us. It's definitely a pleasure being on uh, on your podcast here. Yeah, so let's get right into things. You guys... Uh, won the USBC Open Championships, the doubles event with your 15-20-22, so let's talk about that score. You guys got the call not too long ago, your reaction, you've had some time to let it uh, sink in, but what was your initial reaction, and then uh, just take us through the the emotions you guys are feeling. Uh, so so this is, uh, this is Kyle Kroll. Uh, I... My initial reaction, I mean, just getting that phone call, uh, definitely a, a sigh of relief. Um, after posting that number, um, having to wait six plus weeks to see if uh, if it held up or not. Oh God, uh, just a wide range of emotions. I can't tell you how many times I was watching the, uh, the scoreboard, the live scoring, and just looking at you know doubles, you know, uh, the doubles teams and. You know, seeing some of the big names and some of the you know smaller people I know from my local area, where it's just like, oh, they've got you know 500 at you know after game one, they're they're on pace, and you know, so just after after getting that phone call, it's relieving. Um, it I'm still kind of in shock and awe that this is actually really happening, but uh, it's just there's almost no words to explain what's going on right now in my head. Yeah. It's just, you know, even just in the initial posting, you know, like, wow, we extra believe it was unreal to think about how much we actually shot. And then to watch teams get up there and Kyle and I work on pretty much the same schedule overnight. So it's a lot of texting back and forth, but it's like, Oh yeah, you know, Oh yeah. They're at a thousand. All right. Got to watch that. And then to watch and you're just kind of be like, well, never mind, They're out. And it's just, it's, there's a lot of anxiety watching people bowling on, not being able to physically see it either, you know, watching the live sports pop up, a different feeling, not actually well, physically watch somebody be bowling. Walk us through, you know, kind of the, I guess, what was the prep was like approaching the tournament? Do you feel like it was going to be different? Was your prep different? And then what it was like, you know, the emotions of game one, game two, you know, you're closing on the number, the crowd starts to build around you guys. Kind of put us, rewind back and kind of walk us through what that felt like. Um, I mean, in terms of prepping for nationals, I mean, like I said, Kyle and I work the same schedules a lot, so we can stop into Tinley, which is Tinley Bowl, which is our home center, and it can be seven forty-five, eight o'clock in the morning, and to have keys to the bowling alley and walk in and practice. And we did the same thing before he went to the Masters this year. We're coming in for eight a.m. practices to bowl a little bit and talk ball motion and try to figure out what we're going to bring to stuff like this. So. Four Nationals was kind of the same, just getting together, bowling, trying to help try to pick bags out of things that are complements to each other, learning the other one's bag, per se. Yeah, and then the the other key thing that I think that just uh, that's also important to add is that 
I wasn't initially supposed to be bowling with uh, with Kyle's group. Um, I was with another group at the time, and um, unfortunately, things just didn't click with the timing um, and work schedule, personal life schedule. And it wasn't until March, like almost mid March, when I was uh, I asked Kyle if he had any openings on his team. So, um, but to top that off, though, we we've been friends since uh, it's been about was, fifteen years. Yeah. So it's we've known each other's games for quite some time. We went to the same high school, and it's just one of those things where we know what our our strengths are. We know uh, what we like to do uh, on the lanes. So I mean, initially, you know, prepping for it, it, it was like I was saying, just trying to build balls. You know, build a bag bag for each of us where it's like, okay, if you know this, if he's starting to struggle, I know what you know. If you know, I'm and I'm doing well you know, here's what he should be going to, you know, or, you know, vice versa in that point. Um, as for like the, our strategy going out there, um, it was, it was nice being out there for the masters. I got to watch a little bit. Um, I stopped over at, at the plaza there for, uh, for a little bit to, to watch, you know, a couple of friends from around here that were out there at the same time and just, you know, see how to attack the lanes and everything like that. So we, we had, uh, a couple different game plans in in our mind, um, and then I feel like we also were able to you know experience it with bowling the bowler's journal. Uh, that was you know kind of a little bit more eye opening. It's like okay, well here's what worked you know like out of our game plan. Here's what didn't work, and after after a while, uh, when we saw what lane that we drew, we you know we immediately looked at the topography graph. And saw like, oh, hey, look, you know, look at this, you know, we've got something that's, you know, one of the flattest pairs in the house, you know, let's, you know, you know, obviously that, that kind of feels like we, it helps us out a little bit where it's like, we don't have a lot of uh, hook to the right. So we were able to develop as much hook to the right as we wanted. Yeah. Being able to start at the gutter, which is a huge thing for me. I love to play really straight up the lane kind of. So that being in play was a huge thing. And then coming out of the gate um, to shoot two, I mean, we had 520 game one with you having an open in the middle. It was kind of a huge, you know, just a weight off the shoulders, like come out and bowl a pretty big game because I started a team with a 160. So bowling something big out of the gate felt good. Um, honestly, we had no idea what the number even was at that point. We didn't know 15, 18 was the leader. We just wanted to bowl. Yeah. I, and me personally, uh, I just, I'm not, one that likes to look at the scoreboard to see what I need to shoot. Uh, I just go every tournament. I go in with the mentality of like, I'm going to get as many pins as I can. Hopefully that's good enough to, to walk away with a win. But, you know, so to honestly say that we had no clue where, where we were number wise going, you know, like, you know, like, okay, you know, Kyle needed to, you know, one of us needed a double in the 10 to take over the lead. We had absolutely no clue. I, Honestly, when I saw Aaron uh, with the with the camera behind me, I knew that something was going on. Um, I I wasn't sure if it was because we were actually that close to taking it over, or if it was just going to be like a top five finish or something like that. So, um, but it was one of those moments where it's like, okay, you know what? Just get out, go out there, throw the best shot you can, get as many pins as you can. And I'll give Kyle credit on that. Actually, I hate being on camera for anything in my life so when he turned around and saw Aaron before 
Oh, I drive to my first ball in the 10th. He noticed it. And he told me to look at the wall and I was baffled by what he was trying to talk about. And then I kind of put it together that we must be on camera for something. I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to not turn around at all now because I'm just going to stay here and look at the lane. So, honestly, that's probably a huge thing for him because I already doinked two off my ankle that weekend. I might have doinked the third one on the camera. <laughs> and after now the patterns have been released, it was a 39-foot pattern we all were bowling on. When you guys take a look at those, does it make sense where you played and how you started and how the lanes broke down? Or what are your thoughts on the, the pattern that everyone was competing on this year? I thought it actually did. In my mind, I mean, I can see why people who had topography that was a lot of hook at the gutter really struggled on some pairs. I know 31 through 34 is kind of ugly at the gutter on the right side. Um, I can see, like, really why that is and how 11 and 12 really probably played into our strengths with the pattern being dictated and being uneven, actually, the gutter being a little bit less oiled. I can see why we were able to throw the balls we did for as long as we did. Yeah, I, I mean, like I was saying before, we uh, when I was out there for the Masters watching uh, watching a few friends, uh, their their best look right out of the gate was throwing, uh, you know, smaller symmetrical uh, balls like a uh, afterburner pearl and uh, and and hustles. So I know, like for myself, when I got when we started, you know, warming up for for doubles, and I was throwing uh, the Roto Grip Gem. And seeing the ball motion that I was getting out of that, I was completely shocked. And I also was starting to, you know, lick my chops at that point. And I'm like, oh, we, you know, we could play a little bit straighter. We don't have to worry about the balls bouncing off the spot that much. And, you know, me personally, uh, I, yeah, that 39 foot range, I prefer to use uh, bigger uh, ASIM solids or, or hybrids just to get the ball to, uh, just kind of roll up and die like if it's uh, like a pseudo urethane at that point. But, um, you know, when we saw what we had over there, um, it, it kind of makes sense on, on the pattern. I, I definitely was saying right out of the gate um, that I thought it was going to be somewhere in that 38, 39 foot, and it was going to be shaped similar to like how uh, a traditional short pattern would be shaped with, with how much free hook there was to the right. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not too shocked with it and I, I can't complain with how the pattern played out at all. Uh, and then as you mentioned there, you use the rotor get gym and for both of you guys, what was some of the balls and you sequence the ball that you guys threw to uh, capture this title? Uh, I started with the Columbia 300 speed. And then in game two, after I made a couple of opens, um, I needed the ball change. I went to a Hammer Black Widow 2.0. Um, as for myself, for the doubles event, I'll, uh, I, I only threw the gem. It wasn't until uh, singles that I started, I needed to make a ball change, which uh, I threw a Rotogrip X2 and a Storm IQ Tour, and then eventually settled with a uh, Rotogrip. Uh, hustle, hustle, wrap uh, at the end there uh, for the last about two games for singles. And Kyle Kroll, you bowl collegiately at St. Ambrose University, so let's uh, let's dive into that just a little bit and 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 talk about how college bowling and then even the bowling you're doing now, how everything kind of fit together and how bowling in college helped helped you for for this experience in nationals, so it wasn't too big for you, and then some of your fonder memories of bowling in college? Um, yeah, I can definitely say bowling in college was 
absolutely crucial to a lot of the success that I have uh, have had as a late. Um, just you get you get so much time to practice on sport, and then um, I definitely had the luxury of drilling quite a few bowling balls and finding out you know what works for myself um, and how I like to to try to build build a bag. Um, I I feel like I'm not a stereotypical player where I as like you, you build like a like a five ball arsenal. Um, I like having you know the, everyone likes having like their high end asymmetrical ball, whether it's a solid hybrid or pearl. Uh, me personally, I and then to drop down, I've been a huge fan of sanded pearls. Um, it, they just match up a lot better for me. Sorry, sanded symmetrical pearls. And they just read the lane the right the, the way I like to see it. Um, like in college, I uh, I can't tell you how many marble pearls I drilled, where I just ended up sandblasting them to make them my college two ball. Um, but so for college, yeah, that I mean that's the biggest thing is that it it really helped with the idea of how to build a complete bag of just different shapes of different ball motions. Um, and just, I mean, the college experience is, is honestly a, a giant, it's, it's just a blast. I, you know, I cannot thank everyone over at St. Ambrose enough, you know, Eric Littig, Craig Crawford, uh, those guys, they're just, you know, you know, absolutely phenomenal, you know, people and, you know, human beings in general. Um, it was a fun, you know, fun experience, you know, very, you know, upbeat tempo most of the time of just, you know, we're, we're here to enjoy ourselves, but we're also here to compete. Um, and then on top of it, bowling in college, you've got probably some of the toughest patterns, you know, I've ever seen, you know, some of the things that they come up with for us to bowl and then having to bowl, you know, five or six team games on it where you're, you know, starting on the gutter, throwing, you know, your biggest bowling ball or urethane. And by the end of the day, you know, you're, in at you know fifth sixth and for some people seventh arrow throwing it over the gutter cap and, and just you know praying that you can keep it online um it really you know to to be elite at the college level you have to be a complete player and that's one thing that i, I strive to do you know i i it you know you get to see all that you get to be become a more well-rounded bowler at that point and so, you know, from a double aspect that doubles, you know, there's that team portion of it, keeping each other motivated and, and, and having to stay in the moment. So you would say it was a pretty safe testament to being able to bowl in college to help you through that process of, I mean, hey, your, your name is etched in history. You've won an eagle. You know, that's a, for one, a heck of an accomplishment. There's a lot of nerves and a lot of anticipation that comes to that. Do you feel that bowling in college maybe helped you kind of get that kind of breakthrough in that double and team aspect of winning an Eagle. Um, definitely. I mean, bowling, bowling in college, bowling in high school, uh, me and Kyle were, like I said before, we were on the same high school team um, for, for three years. Kyle's a uh, great older than me. And uh, in 2012, we won the state title. Um, and then to go, you know, go away to school, bowl with the guys over there. I mean, that, that we're all, you know, when you're in that huddle, you know, and you're, you're away from the lane, you're, you're always just talking about what, what's going on. You know, what are you seeing? How to, you know, 
you know, somebody just open, okay, hey, you know, what did you see? What, did, you know, you know, did you throw that well? Uh, do you think we need to make a move? You know, and then just in general, just to keep that person up is, is crucial. Um, just the, that whole chemistry building part. But, but to be honest, I mean, me and Kyle have been friends, for, you know, friends, best of friends, frenemies, whatever you want to call it at some times. Uh, for 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 fifteen years, we know a lot of our you know tendencies and what you know one likes to do this you know. But if they get into a bad rut, you know that they you know this is how to get them out of out of what uh, whatever rut that they're in. So I mean, it, it's a little bit college bowling helps, but also you know knowing the person that you're bowling doubles with, knowing you know their strengths, their weaknesses, some of their flaws that that was a huge help on top of it. And Kyle, what advice do you have for that high school player listening to this and they're they're looking to uh, to pick the school they want to bowl in college and they're 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 stuck on which school they should uh, should choose. I'm going to quote my head coach Eric Littig on this and I full-heartedly agree on this. You do not choose the college that you go to for you know, for the bowling program, you choose the school for the schooling itself. Uh, bowling is just a plus, you know, for, uh, luckily for, for myself over at St. Ambrose, we were able to get scholarships. So that's a, that's a plus, but, uh, school comes first, bowling comes second. Um, more times than not, you're, you know, bowling is not going to be your typical, uh, way to make money you know most you know most people don't go to the professional level and you know and win all the time but you know most people in this day and age you know they go and get a nine to five or you know in our case we work you know 10 10 to 6 or 7 to 7 at night but you uh you definitely need to pick the school based off of the school itself um like i said bowling comes second um i know it you know, you're looking to, to, to bowl in college to have a, you know, to have a good experience with that. But if you are miserable with the classes, with the teachers, the professors, you know, you know, just the campus life in general, it, bowling's not going to be any better. And uh, kind of putting on the spot here, and both of you guys can feel free to answer this question. What is one moment when you look back at winning the 2022 Doubles Eagle what moments stick out the most within you guys' three games of winning that Eagle? Is there a moment that stands out or a particular shot or something that sticks out the most that you remember for years down the line? So, so I, I'll, I'll let uh, – there's one moment I know for Kyle that, uh, that's crucial for him. I'll, I'll talk about the, uh, my, my part about it is that uh, Kyle shot 190, you know, game, game two. Uh, during that time, he was kind of losing some ball reaction, and the the mo- this is one hundred percent the moment that sticks out was I looked at him and I said, "You got to be aggressive." And then, um, if you've been around the bowling world, uh, a lot of you know collegiate teams like to tournament uh, turn sayings into chants and stuff like that. So we were, you know, just in the in the bowlers area just you know looking at each other and saying be aggressive be be aggressive and just to lighten the mood have a good time uh i i think that's what really changed our 
like mindset of it. But I mean, we were having fun with it, but at the same time, uh, it was, it was a true statement. We, if you're, if you're going to be tentative with the shot, it's not going to go where you want it to go. You have to, yeah, you, you have to be aggressive to make the right shot, make the, you know, the near perfect shot. And, um, it just so happened that we were able to, uh, be really aggressive and start striking. <laughs> yeah. So, so, and it really helps. Uh, our cross pair was two guys who I've bowled with for several years in adult leagues. Uh, Dave and Richie, who are just there to have a good time. Um, I mean, Dave is a pretty decent bowler. Richie likes to go be competitive, but you know, they're, it's a Vegas trip. They're ready to have fun, have a good time. And Dave and Richie heard Kyle say that to me and they started just laughing, just hard belly laughing as loud as they could. And every time I get up on the lane, one of them would turn us around and say, Hey, go be aggressive. They have a big dorky smile on their face and it just turned into that. And when you have four opens for 190 and you make a ball change and you're praying, you can find a way to strike because your partner's got, you know, 520 at the turn. Um, to laugh like that and have a good time was really, I think, the turning point for all of it. And then come out and shoot 260 on the end to really, you know, cap off the set and end up taking the lead. That's probably the biggest turnaround moment because, you know, when you come out and you shoot 190, a lot of thoughts go through your head and a lot of them are negative. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was, like you said, knowing your partner's flaws and mine is I want to be serious all the time. And to make me laugh like that just turns the whole game around for that set. So taking a look at the scores and I'll have to give, um, give props to Jeff Riggles and his latest article, which goes into great detail about some of the winning scores from each of the divisions. So if you're not a subscriber, I'd say to to uh, to subscribe and, and take a look at that article, but it talks. You know, you guys fifteen twenty two. You had the highest double score, uh, winning double score. You know, going back at least the last seven years, I believe that the year maybe prior in um, in Reno there was were some scores shot that year. But does um, what did you guys think about the pat? I mean, the pattern it played in everyone's opinion, it played a little bit softer. Scores would justify that as well and and prove that to be the fact. I mean, do you guys? like the way the scoring pace was in general, where you had to be, like you said, scoreboard watching and paying attention in case anyone would pop off? Or would you rather it be, you know, last year winning score in doubles was 1466, 2019, 1478. You know, you're looking at those uh, high to, you know, high to mid 1400s. I mean, I, I really like when they are challenging. I like when I hear scores, you know, I mean, when we bowl league and doubles and I hear 570, I think it's disgusting. I want people to shoot 500 and struggle a little bit. I mean, 1,500 is 250 a guy. So, yeah, I mean, somewhere around that is probably acceptable. I like to know they're hard. 1,470 is more than okay to me if that was going to be a winning score. Um, But, like I said, everyone's bowling the same thing, so it's not unfair to anybody that scoring pace was a little higher, but... I don't mind if they make them tough again and they come back to 1450, 1460 winning scores. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to agree with Kyle on that one. Uh, it's, uh, I, I prefer that the score scoring pace would be a little bit lower, but, uh, you can't please everybody, um, at, at this point, you know, cause as soon as you make them harder, everyone's going to complain that they're too hard, that there's no way that they can score. And then as soon as you make them too soft, then it's like, well, everyone can score. And unfortunately, for some of those people that complain like that, it, they don't understand the cream always rises to the top. Uh, you're always going to have, you know, maybe some, you know, fluke person bowl really well. Um, but it's, 
it's one of those things where the the people that bolt, that are very dedicated to the sport that bowl all the time that you know work on their game they're going to be the ones that are pretty much always at the top i mean if you look at at the all event standings you know and see you you just scroll through that you know the top 25 i guarantee you most of those people are you know bowling all the time they've got other large accomplishments underneath their belt and and everything like that so i mean it, whether they're soft or hard uh it doesn't i i feel like it doesn't matter i i mean it's it's one of those things where we're going out there to bowl we're going out there to bowl for a national title you know uh the scoring pace is just something that's uh um to see on who wins at that point well, again, a huge congrats to you guys. You definitely achieved a lifelong achievement that many people you know, and I get to experience. But huge congrats to you guys. Was it a safe bet to say that you guys will be bowling again together next year, huh? I mean, God, I hope so. <laughs> you, you know, I, I have been taking other phone calls, but I, I think I'd rather stay with uh, with my, my friend over here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, great stuff, uh, Kyle Damon and Kyle Kroll. want to thank you both for joining us today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight Podcast. All the best of luck moving forward, and um, we'll be catching up with you guys again sometime down the road. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you guys so much. It was a blast being on here.